to Down City Cash Chicago. When most of us go out, we probably don't worry too much about whether we'll be able to use a public bathroom, but that's not the case for everyone, like people experiencing houselessness or people who have certain medical conditions. A new story from the Chicago Tribune sets out to document every public bathroom across the city. We talked to reporter Emily Horner about her investigation. It's Monday, October 25th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. I don't think I ever asked myself where are all of the available bathrooms because this feels taboo, because I'm probably privileged to not think about where the available bathrooms in Chicago. And so I I am so glad that you made time for us because I wanted to talk about this immediately. I'm so glad to be on here talking about it. Let's not bear to lead. How many public restrooms are available across the city and where are they primarily located? There are fewer than 500 that I was able to identify through public records requests that are like barrier-free restrooms. So, you know, restrooms that don't require you to go through security, to be a customer, to be, you know, a patient or a client of some kind in, you know, and these are city-run or state-run. They're publicly-run restrooms. A lot of them close during the winter months, the standalone kind of comfort stations that you see in parks and along the lakefront uh, and on the Riverwalk. You know, those close, they all close in the evenings. Lots of them close over the winter. So, you know, the hours of all of these restrooms and when they're open vary. What made you want to start investigating this topic, the availability of of public toilets. I have been thinking about this issue for a while. And, you know, it was especially in my mind during the pandemic when lots of businesses were closed, even Starbucks were closed. Um, And so I was really curious. And, you know, it just got me thinking, like, well, where are the public restrooms here? Um, How many are there? And are they, they meeting the needs of the people in this city? When I started looking at some of the places that were obvious to me, I was like libraries, you know, field houses or parks, even though a lot of those can be closed during like the winter months. But then a couple jumped out to me, particularly police stations. I have never heard anybody tell me I'm about to go use the bathroom at the Popo's office. Like, what did you find about these public buildings, whether it was CTA bathrooms or bathrooms at the police stations? You know, I also didn't know before I started this reporting that there are restrooms that you can go use in the police station. Um, And those are some of the, you know, few locations that are always open. Police districts are, you know, open 24-7. The CTA question was really interesting. They have about 250 restrooms like that the CTA operates. None of them are open to the public. You know, it was interesting to me because I know in the past CTA restrooms had been open and they closed in the 1980s. There were some efforts by a, a city councilor and alderman who um, wanted to reopen them. It didn't go anywhere and all of them are still closed. Yes. You know, not everyone feels comfortable going into these spaces. Can you tell us the stories you heard from people um, experiencing houselessness and what it was like to try and use the restroom? There was one woman I spoke with who stays on 
Lower Wacker. And, you know, she talked about going to multiple locations, you know, asked to use the the restroom and, and crying and not being let in. Um, you know, a lot of people, they rely on private businesses because there aren't public restrooms near where they stay. One of the people I spoke with said that, you know, having to go to the bathroom in an alley made him feel, makes him feel like an animal, not like a human being. Many of us feel like we could ask a business to use the restroom like Starbucks. But Starbucks enacted a 2018 policy that was meant to allow access to the restroom. Can you remind us about that policy? Uh, has it changed anything for, for some of the folks who stay outside? You know, some people that I talked to mentioned Starbucks. There are Starbucks that they go into and, you know, there are people who work there who are friendly and will share the key code, no problem. There was also some research done, um, and I spoke with the the researcher, one of the lead researchers for the story, who looked at the impact um, of Starbucks's policy opening their public restrooms. And they found that there are, were fewer incidents of like public urination and defecation um, outside of Starbucks locations after this policy change. Not only does it can it feel uh, not only embarrassing, um, but you can like you can be ticketed and fined for public urination or defecation. What are these fines and how many tickets did the city give out last year? Since 2016, the city issued 29,000 tickets for um, or more than 29,000 tickets for the in that you know, four year, four and a half year time period. Um, so you can be fined up to, I think, $1,000. Um, you can also be jailed up to 10 days. People can be arrested for the for public urination and defecation as well. A lot fewer people are arrested, but some people are. And a lot of the fines as I saw through, you know, public records requests do not actually get paid. Um, so a lot of these tickets are being issued and a smaller portion of them actually, you know, lead to a payment. I know you talked to some groups who work with uh, people who are experiencing houselessness. Were they concerned about this lack of public options? Yeah. So there can be real medical concerns if you don't have access to you know, toilet facilities, sanitation, and, you know, hand washing. And so it's a big concern. There are other cities that have had, you know, hepatitis outbreaks that are, you know, thought to be related to, um, you know, lack of restroom access. There can be dangerous pathogens that are spread in human waste. And so, you know, it's definitely a concern, you know, as is, for people who work with these communities, you know, they talked about the need for restrooms. They talked about the need for showers. They talked about the need for laundry, places where people can, you know, really clean their clothing um, and uh, making sure that like trash is picked up as well at encampment locations. Have there been discussions of longer hours for the public restrooms that are available? I've seen YouTube videos about people trying to create sidewalk discretionary toilets. Um, are there any solutions that are being proposed? The mayor's office has said that there are currently no efforts underway to you know improve restroom access. There are the city has provided and they're funded through the end of the year. They have placed portable toilets at some of the 
um, encampments where people live. So that is going on until the, the end of the year. That's one vulnerable group affected by limited access to public bathrooms. But you also wrote about the Restroom Access Act that passed back in 2005, I believe. What's the history of that law? I talked to this woman, Allie Bain. She was a teenager. Um, she was she had Crohn's disease, which is an inflammatory bowel disease, um, and basically, you know, requires a person to urgently need a restroom very quickly. And so she was at uh, an Old Navy store with her mom, needed to use a restroom. The store manager said, no, we don't have a public restroom. And she had an accident in the store. So she started working with, you know, her state legislator and they passed this law that basically requires people with certain medical conditions, you know, if you have an ostomy bag or, um, any kind of inflammatory bowel disorder, people who are pregnant can qualify. You know, basically it's people with medical needs that require an urgent urgent restroom access, you know, and a bunch of other states have actually adopted similar laws after the one in Illinois was passed. I feel like for a city that's always trying to nickel and dime us, I am shocked that there aren't more like coin-based public restrooms around the city. They always looking for some for some extra dollars. So actually, um, Chicago used to have paid public toilets. Sounds and about right. The the city council um, actually banned the use of pay toilets. There was like a big movement in the nineteen seventies to there was some like gender disparity happening because like urinals people who use urinals were not required to pay the 10 cents to get into a stall but um for stalls you had to pay 10 cents and so um there was like a big national effort actually to end the use of pay toilets and so we used to have them in in chicago and we do not anymore Uh, emily what surprised you most from reporting this story you know something that was really surprising was how like open people were once I brought up the the topic. So, you know, I would approach people and I, I feel like it's kind of a strange thing to be like, hey, do you want to talk about, you know, bathrooms? You know, this thing that we, <laughs> we kind of just don't talk about all that often. It was really surprising to kind of hear some of these experiences from people, um, from all types of people who have had trouble accessing restrooms. And even since the the story ran, I've heard from so many people who have reached out and been like, you know, I have problems or I've had issues with this, all types of people. So I think that is just, um, you know, it's interesting to, to talk about something that we don't usually talk about. Yeah, I've been on the street asking people how they feel about wearing masks. I couldn't imagine asking people where they sit down their ass. Like, I, I kind of, where do you use the restroom in the city? Do you know where you can or where you can't? Uh, but through your reporting, I, I really learned a lot about, like you said, a question that I, I was not even, even thinking about asking. Emily Horner is an investigative reporter with Chicago Tribune. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. There's a link in the show notes to the Chicago Tribune's map showing the city's public bathrooms. There is no paywall to access the map. 
Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. The city council is expected to vote on the mayor's $17 billion budget this week. One program in the budget that deserves a little more attention is the Guaranteed Income Pilot, which will give 5,000 families $500 a month. We break it down in today's newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. CTA also laid out its spending plan for 2022, and for now, officials plan on keeping the pandemic-related reduced fares through next year. They also propose eliminating the pesky 25-cent transfer fee. And some good news to get you through. If you're balling on a budget, a couple things to do for free 99 this week. The Museum of Contemporary Art downtown is free to all shy residents on Tuesdays. The Museum of Science and Industry in Jackson Park is free this Wednesday. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Coolio. <laughs>